Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, leaders, welcome to episode 37 of the Leadership Matters Podcast and part two of your greatest year yet. And let me first really encourage you to go back and listen to episode 37 entitled Rise and Grind Routine. If you haven't yet done so, these two episodes kind of operate best in a bit of a sequential order. And so I really recommend before taking in this one that you go back and listen to episode 36 in its entirety before listening to this. Now, let me start by giving you a bit of a recap of that episode. But again, you still need to listen to the entire thing. So let's recap part one. We talked about a rise and grind routine. We started by talking about gym memberships and just how it is amazing each year to watch the surge at the beginning of January, but then just as amazing it is to watch the slow gradual drop off of all those excited health fanatics with big resolutions who I never see again the rest of the year. And we talked about some of the reasoning behind that and uh, and came up with a bottom line that said, ambition minus implementation equals ridiculous delusion. You might remember that statement we made early on in that episode. And basically, it means that uh, we become ridiculously disillusioned the moment we think that ambition or hope or desire alone have the power to change anything. It may start there, but it's not enough all on its own. We then talked about if this is really going to be your greatest year yet, then it's going to require some great months, stacking those great months back to back together And if we're going to have some great months, then that's going to mean some great weeks, putting a bunch of great weeks together. And if we're really going to do that, then we're going to need to have some great days. And that's really where we started was what does a great day look like? Because if you're going to have a bunch of great days that make up a great week, it's going to start with one great day. So what do you need to start the day right? Which is where we spent the bulk of part one, talking about a great rise and grind routine and how essential that is for having a great day. And uh, I hope you've realized just how important that is. I've already heard from uh, from a couple of you out there, some listeners who have already put that rise and grind routine into order. You've already implemented it into your own life and you're seeing the benefit, you're seeing the results right away. And I'm super proud of you. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to do that. Um, to really uh, do that. And and if you don't know what that's all about, again, go back and listen to the full episode if you haven't done so yet. So that brings us to this month, to episode 37, Goal Setting That Works. This is part two of your greatest year yet. I remember a few years ago in January, I was thinking about the year ahead and really having a strong desire to read more books than I ever had before. I don't know if this resonates with you, but I'm a bit of I have a little bit of book ADHD, meaning I hardly up up to that point anyways, it was very rare for me to finish a book. I find that a lot of books are super repetitive, and so once you've read half of it, you've got the gist of it, the main points, and then the authors just go on to basically say what you already have learned, what they've already told you a bunch of different ways. And so it's it's not uncommon for me to read half of a book and then start another one or, or start like three books at the same time just because I like all three of them and I think, oh, they're going to be great. And then before too long, I I lose that initial ambition. Again, that passion, that hope, the desire kind of fades away. And I don't go back to any of those books that may have started in 
the beginning. So a few years ago, I was kind of sick of this. So I had this desire. I had this goal. I remember coming up with the goal. I'm going to read more books cover to cover this year. However, as the rest of the year progressed, my book reading, as well as the ambition for it, again, just like other years, it began to fade and I got frustrated. And by the end of that year, I think I may have completed a total of maybe 2.5 books total, which was not really what I had in mind when desiring to read more books than the year before. As I look back now to that goal and what I know now in that year, I can easily spot so many things wrong about my approach to that goal and the reasons why it actually failed. The biggest reason goes back to our bottom line for this little series. Yes, I had the ambition and the desire, yet I did not have a very good plan. I was disillusioned thinking my desire alone would suffice. Remember, ambition minus implementation equals ridiculous delusion. And I'm thankful today that I've since learned a few things about goal setting. And I'm so pumped to share what I've learned with you. That's what this podcast is all about. Helping you become a better version of yourself. Becoming a healthier leader than you've ever been before. Because your leadership really does matter. And so if you're tired of ending the year with regrets and you want some results, this episode is for you. So what does goal setting that works actually look like? Well, that's a great question, and I'll get to that in just a minute, but before we go there, before you start setting any goals for your greatest year yet, let me really quickly create a bit of a foundation for you. Before setting any new goals, it's super important to, first of all, I want to tell you a quick three things to to set a bit of a foundation for this episode. So first of all, you got to believe. If you're going to reach any of these goals you're about to set, you got to believe it's actually possible. I've said it before numerous times in life, in leadership talks, and probably on this podcast in some episode, probably more than one, and it's this, belief in change always precedes the evidence of change. Basically, uh, I heard another quote recently, and I can't remember who said it, but it's brilliant, and it's real simple, and it says this, impossible is not fact, it's opinion. Let me say it again, impossible is not fact, it's opinion. It's just somebody else's opinion. It's not a fact when somebody says, oh, that's impossible because chances are somebody else has gone out and actually done the impossible. And so it's not fact. It's just an opinion. you got to believe that you can actually do these things you're about to set for this upcoming year for it to be your greatest year yet. The second thing when it comes to setting a bit of a foundation is the word close. And what I mean by that is got to close the past. Listen, we can all think of previous moments or a time in your life when maybe you set out with a new goal, you had a target in mind, and you failed miserably. And instead of living in these regrets, it's time to disconnect yourself from the failure instead of seeing yourself as a failure. Oh, that was that was good. Let me say that again. You need to see yourself not as a failure but that you actually just failed in attempting to do that thing because there's a big difference. And this is really where our mindset comes in. I'm reading a book right now called Mindset, and I'll probably do a podcast later on down the road on this whole thing. But there's two types of mindsets. There's fixed mindset and growth mindset. I'm not going to get into it right now. You need to read the book, but it's powerful truths. It's powerful stuff. Just realizing what, where do you lean and what type of mindset is at play in you. And you can actually change that, change your mindset. 
And so a, a fixed mindset is more that, you know, you would see yourself as a failure because of maybe past failures, you define yourself and you let those things define you as a failure. Where a growth mindset looks at past failures and says, no, I'm going to grow from this. I'm going to learn from this. How do I make sure I don't do this again? But let's get up, dust yourself off, and let's make sure it doesn't happen again. That's a growth mindset. So you need to close the past before you start setting any of these new goals that are actually going to work for you in your greatest year yet. You got to close the past first. You got to deal with that. And then finally, thirdly, is the motivation. See, as you begin establishing your goals, it's vitally important that you also establish your why. I can't tell you uh, how important this is. I can't stress it enough, just how important your why, finding your why is. Your what always needs a why. Let's face it, at some point over the course of this next year, you're going to want to quit. You're going to have that moment where it's more tempting to just let it go, to just go back to what's comfortable, maybe not seeing the results like you thought you would. It's not everything you imagined, and you're tempted to just bail on this goal. And if you're going to go the distance, you'll need more than just the initial excitement itself. And so I suggest writing at least one, but maybe one to three whys. These are your motivations for each goal and then prioritize them. What's your most uh, most important why to, to this goal and you achieving this goal? So now that we've got a bit of a foundation, I, I, I still, even before we get into to goal setting that works and, and what that actually looks like, I still want to give you um, one more list, and this is something I've pulled from best-selling author Michael Hyatt. He he's written all kinds of different books, and he suggests that our lives actually consist of ten interrelated domains. Okay, so ten areas of of the typical person's life. All right, and depending on your season or your stage of life, you may not have all ten of these at play at any given time. But for many of us, um, there, there's 10 of these interrelated domains. So let me give you the list first real quick. So you might need to pause this. If you're taking notes, you want to write this down. Uh, if you're driving, you might want to do some voice memos or whatever in the car. But here's the list, 10 things. You can come back to them later if you're out for a jog or, or uh, driving in your car or out for a walk. You can come back to these later. First one, spiritual. These are in not necessarily in any particular order. These are just the 10 interrelated domains that Michael Hyatt suggests we all have. So spiritual, that's our connection to God. Uh, the second would be intellectual, our engagement to intellectual ideas. The third would be emotional, our psychological health. Okay, That's what emotional refers to. Our physical, pretty self-explanatory, that's our body's health. Marital, if you're married, your spouse or significant other and the health of that relationship. Parental, if you have kids, um, if you have any sort of offspring, then uh, then that's the parental aspect, domain of our life. The social, the, these are your friends, your associates, and your, your the social area of your life. Vocational, this is your profession or your work. What do you do? Okay, then there's avocational, which is your play, your hobbies, your interests. And then number 10 is financial, your personal and or family finances. Okay, so these 10 domains are intertwined and they actually affect each other. So it's very important to actually pay attention to each. Um, and now that we have these, I, I think we're finally ready to talk about a framework now for goal setting that works. 
And the reason I just gave you those 10 domains is, is you may, after you hear just uh, what goal setting that works actually looks like, you may want to set goals in each of these 10 areas. You may have a goal for each. I do. Uh, a couple months back, back in January, I actually sat down. I took some, some designated time and wrote out a goal with my motivation for each. Like I said a moment ago, wrote out a goal for all 10 areas of my life all 10 of these domains, okay? So that's why I just gave you this list. And as we start talking about the components in goal setting, I want you to think about these areas of your life and maybe uh, start to, to get a bit of an idea of maybe a goal that you would have for each of these areas. Okay, I think we're ready to talk about the framework for some goal setting that works. And I'm sure many of you have heard probably the term SMART goals before, okay? Um, specific, measurable, actionable, risky, and timed, time keyed, okay? Well, I, I want to give you two more. I want to add to that and call these smarter goals. That's not my idea. This is, this is Michael Hyatt came up with this, okay? So I'm not going to steal it or try and suggest that I came up with this on my own. This is uh, from a book I recently read, and I'll give you a list of resources, as I promised back in episode 36. I'm going to give you a list of resources that have helped me on this journey at the end of this episode, okay? So stay tuned for that. At the very end, I'll give you a list of, of uh, three to five books that have really helped in this whole area to, to really um, designing your greatest year yet, okay? So here's the seven key components of goal setting that works. So we start with with the S, okay? And it all stands for smarter, and each of these letters of the word smarter stand for something. And so let me quickly describe each of them. And for those of you who have heard of SMART goals, just bear with me for a second as I go through these. You might already know what some of these are. So the S in smarter stands for specific, okay? So your goal needs to be specific. And here's the deal. You're more likely to engage with what you specifically have articulated, okay? The more specific you are, the more likely you are to engage. What specifically do you want to accomplish over this next year in any of these 10 domains that we just listed a moment ago, okay? So your goal needs to be specific. Oh, I can't even, uh, I can't even stress this enough, just how important it is to be specific. I hear so many goals, and I've been guilty of it in the past too, of, of articulating a goal that's really not specific at all. It's so kind of pie in the sky idea. It's it's out there. It's big and and it's not specific enough. So you never actually know if you've attained it or not. If you've reached it, if you've achieved it, okay? The M in smarter stands for measurable and right along with specific, this is so key. It's there's got to be a way to know if you actually achieved the goal or not. Okay? It needs to be objective. So stop Please stop using words like more. You remember the example I opened with a few moments ago? I said how I wanted to read more books than I did the year before. Well, you need to define more. You need to measure more. What does more mean? Put a number to it. Put a figure to it. Stop using words like better. I want to be better at this or, or more fit than I was. Like, don't use, those are so subjective in nature and and, and you can't actually measure um, that. So you, you need to have measurable goals. So this is so important. And probably this might be one of the most important of all of these is the measurable, the specific, that idea. The next is the A and it stands for actionable. So here's the deal. What's the primary action? When you're establishing your goals, if you really want them to work, then you need to start by using verbs. Okay. So example, 
Um, here's an example for you. So if you were using a goal that maybe wasn't as effective, it might sound like this. I want to be more consistent in, in reading. Okay, that's, that's not as great as this when you could say, I want to read a book for 15 minutes five times a week. Now, that's specific, that's measurable, and that's actionable. You said read. You, did, you didn't say, I want to do this more. I want to be more consistent. You used a word. You started the whole thing with a word like read. I'm going to read a book for 15 minutes five times a week. That's actually actionable. Okay, the R Okay, so we're, we've talked specific, measurable, actionable. Now we're at R. The R stands for risky. And here's the deal. We usually default to realistic, but risk drives results. Let me park there for a second. Risk drives results. We rise to a challenge and we lay back when something is too easy. That's just human nature. We just do. I've seen this especially in leadership especially in, in, in trying to develop other leaders, we rise to challenge and we lay back when things are too easy. So it needs to be risky. Your goal needs to have risk to it, okay? It can't be too easy that you don't even have to think about it. That's not really a, a great, a smarter goal, okay? We'll get, get to the T, okay? The T stands for time keyed. It needs to involve a deadline or a frequency or a time trigger and uh, I just encourage you, a little word of caution, is to be careful not to make all your deadlines the end of the year, okay? So be very careful not to make all your deadlines December 31st, because distance discourages action, okay? So some of your goals need to be reduced to maybe just quarters. So it might be at the end of March, you might want to achieve one of your goals, or maybe at the end of June, or uh, don't make every goal that you make to end by December 31st because sometimes that's too far out and you can lose sight of it in a hurry, um, especially the early part of the year. Okay, so that's SMART goals. But again, Michael Hyatt has come up with the term SMARTER goals. And so there's two more. And so the E after the T stands for exciting. And uh, this is something that people maybe don't often think about, but he suggests the goal must inspire you in some way so that you actually want to achieve it. And here's the deal. Enjoyment plays a major role in determining success. The more you enjoy it, the more likely you are to actually succeed in that endeavor and to actually achieve it. So it's got to be exciting to you. And the final one, the R in Smarter stands for relevant. Okay, it needs to be relevant to your life. It must align with this season, this stage of your life and your circumstances that you find yourself in. Okay, pretty self-explanatory, but it's got to be relevant to you. It's got to make sense. Okay, so now that we've walked through these seven components, before we look at some examples, which we're going to do in a moment, which I think will be very helpful, I also think it's helpful, though, to distinguish between the two types of goals. Here's the deal. There are two types. There are achievement goals. And listen to this. Let me define that for a second. Achievement goals focus on a one-time accomplishment that, that it would involve an actual deadline. Okay? So that's an achievement goal. Here's the other type of goal, a habit goal. And habit goals are a little bit different in that they are regular ongoing activities with no particular deadline, but they do have a start date. 
And it's important to note that sometimes once you set an achievement goal, a habit goal might be needed to ensure the achievement is met. I'm going to give you an example in a second because some of you are like, whoa, 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 back up the tape, overload here. I'm out for a walk right now. Please, you need to break that down. Okay, so two types of goals, achievement and habit. But sometimes you need both. You you need a habit to make sure that you actually fulfill that achievement goal. You succeed in that. Okay, so let me give you an example how that might play out. Okay, so let's have some fun here for a second. Let's come up with some examples for each. So let's start with an achievement goal. And let me give you an example. So we would start, if I wanted to take one of these 10 domain areas, which we talked about a second ago, Let's take, let's for the purpose of this example, let's choose avocational. So this would be the area that would be an interest, a hobby, whatever. So let's say you liked golf, okay? Let's use that as, as an example, okay? So, so say you like golf, and for this purpose, we're, we've determined, step two would be determine, determining if this is an achievement or a habit goal, okay? So let's determine we want to make this an achievement goal for the area of golf. Now we're gonna use the seven components and we're gonna write down this goal. And it, this is so important that you actually, step three, that you would write down the goal. Stats tell us that you are 42%, 42% more likely when your goal is actually written down rather than just voicing it or verbalizing it to somebody else, okay? When you, are, when you write it down, you're 42% more likely when, than when you don't to achieve that goal. Okay, so, so that here's an example of what an achievement goal in the area of golf would actually sound like. Okay, so here's an example. To, I want to lower my golf handicap from 22 to 18 by September 30th of this year. Okay, now let me break that down even further. Let's now identify the seven components involved in that achievement goal. Let's, let's list them. Okay, so... So lower, that's the actionable part. We talked about that. The A stands for actionable. So the very first word, it's, it's a verb. It's, it's active. It's actionable. It's lower. I'm going to lower. Okay. Then we move into what are we lowering? It's the golf handicap from 22 to 18. And this is where specific comes into play. This is measurable. It's risky. And it's also exciting. Okay, so these these smarter these seven key components of, of a smarter goal, they don't necessarily flow in order. So I, I do want to let you know that. But it's got to involve all seven of these. Okay, so we've talked the actionable. We've talked the golf handicap from 22 to 18 is where the specific, the measurable, the risky, and the exciting come in. And then finally, when do we want to do it by? Here's your deadline. It's the time keyed component, and that's by September 30th. Now, if you pool all that together, all of that is actually relevant, and that's the seventh one. That's the seventh key component. It has to be relevant. It's relevant if you like golf. If you don't like golf, then that's not a very good goal. That's not a relevant goal for you. And so it's got to be relevant. Okay, so that's just a, a little example of, of how a achievement goal might sound, might look, including all seven key components. Now, the final part after you've actually established the goal is the last part is identifying the whys behind the goal. So you gotta actually list, again, I'd suggest one to three whys in, in order. What's your biggest priority behind this goal? What's your biggest reason for wanting to achieve this goal? Okay, and once you list that, you'll be well on your way uh, to achieving that goal. 
So that was an example of an achievement goal. Now here, let's break down a habit goal and what it sounds like and what it looks like. Again, we start the same place. We start in that domain area. So let's choose a domain area for this example. Let's choose, let's say physical, okay? So this comes to our health, our physical body. And let's say we've now, step two is determining, is this a habit or an achievement goal? Well, let's, let's choose habit and let's write it down next. That's step three. Let's write down a habit goal, except this time our time key component is actually going to involve four aspects, okay? We haven't talked about these yet. So an achievement goal might just have time keyed. It's got a deadline, but a habit goal actually has four different components to the time keyed. Okay, so it's not necessarily going to have a deadline, but it is going to have frequency, trigger, a start date, and a streak target. Okay, those are the four components of a habit goal time keyed. Frequency, trigger, start date, and streak target. Okay, so let me give you an example because I know you're, okay, what, is that, what does that mean? What does that sound like? Here's an example for you. And remember, this is a physical, this is in the physical domain of our lives. Here, here's a prime example of a habit goal and what it would sound like. I'm going to walk three kilometers at Jackson Park Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. starting April 1st, no joke, for 12 weeks. Okay, let me say it again. Here's a habit goal in the area of physical. I'm going to walk three kilometers, this is my habit goal, three kilometers at Jackson Park, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. starting April 1st for 12 weeks. Okay, let me break this down and show you how all seven key components are here in a smarter goal, are, are part of this habit goal. Okay, and I'll give you the four uh, time keyed components here as well. I'll list them for you. So I'm going to walk. Okay, that's the actionable. That's the verb. We start with the action. I'm going to walk, okay? Then we move over to the three kilometers, okay? This is the measurable, not one and a half kilometers. How do we know if we're meeting this? Because we've walked and we've actually measured the distance, three kilometers. That's also where the risky comes in and the exciting, okay? It, it's got to be not so easy that you don't have to think about it. Three kilometers, if you're not used to walking three kilometers, is it's longer than two kilometers, okay? So it's it's a big deal. And it's exciting because you actually want to do this. You're motivated to do this because you're going to get healthier, okay? The specific part is listing where you're going to do this. So that's Jackson Park. We've listed it. I'm going to do this at Jackson Park. Okay, now here's where the time keyed comes in, and it's four components. First component, habit, frequency. So I'm going to do this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's three times a week. That's the, the frequency of this habit. The time trigger, I'm going to do this every, on each of those days, it's going to happen at the same time. That's my time trigger. I know at 7 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I know where I'll be. I, I know what I'll be doing. I'll be walking for three kilometers at Jackson Park. Okay, so that's the time trigger. Start date, we've listed it, April 1st. I said no joke originally because that's April Fool's Day. Haha. <laughs> okay, that's the start date. And then here's the streak target. We're going to we're going to try and do this for the next 12 weeks. So it doesn't have an end deadline of December 31st, but we're going to do this for the next 12 weeks and try and hit this streak target and then move on from there. Maybe after 12 weeks, we want to increase it to four kilometers or five kilometers. And we're going to gradually increase this over the next year and make this a habit in our life. Okay, so that's the difference between an achievement goal and then we've just looked 
at a habit goal. Again, you've, you've, you've got to make sure that you write down your motivations for this at the end of it all. Okay, so you write down the habit goal. Now you would sit down and write, okay, what's my, what's my why? Why do I want to do this? Let's list one to three um, and, and prioritize them in order. What are my one to three reasons for doing this? Okay, so we've dissected the seven components and now we're going to wrap this up in just a minute. But let me give you a personal example now. I've given you just some broad examples. Uh, let me give you a personal example now how you might need a habit goal to succeed in your achievement goal and how they might work together. So let me give you a prime example. And this is actually from my own personal life. I've actually done this. This is one of my goals for this year. So I'm going to let you in on my life a little bit. Okay. So let, let, let's sit down. I Again, take you through the, the four steps. So I sit down and I figure out which of the 10 areas am I talking about. So let's take intellectual. Okay. So I sat down a while ago, back in January. I took the area of intellectual and I, I needed to write down a goal for each. Uh, so I'm going to write down my achievement goal and my habit goal. So here we go. Step three is writing those down. So my achievement goal looked like this. I'm going to read, okay, remember this is for intellectual, so I'm going to read 15 books by December 31st, 2021, okay, minimum. Now, I might go over that. Uh, I actually had a goal similar to this uh, a year ago, and I actually went well beyond it, and so that's why I've upped it this year to 15. Last year, my goal was 12, and I read, ended up reading 15 books, and so this year, my goal is 15, and I'm actually hoping I'll, I'll exceed that and go beyond that, but that's my achievement goal for intellectual. Again, the actionable part is the read, the specific, measurable, risky, and exciting, 15 books. Okay, and my time keyed is December 31st. And this is relevant because I'm a leader and I believe leaders are learners. And so I, I want to be a reader and I want to continually learn because I have this growth mindset of continually growing and learning and bettering myself. Okay, now to do this, to make sure that this actually happens, I know I need a habit goal to actually go with this. So this is what my habit goal sounds like. And I've just made this a part of my life now. Uh, as a as a habit, a, a daily thing that I do. So here's my habit goal for intellectual that's going to help me make sure that this achievement goal is met. I'm going to read, that's the actionable part, I'm going to read for 30 minutes minimum in my living room or in the car if I'm driving after stay-at-home order is lifted uh, because I often read in the car through audiobooks. I make use of that great feature that great gift that audiobooks are. So I'm going to read in my for 30 minutes in my living room or in the car while I'm driving to the office Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So five times a week and that's when I do it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I give myself a little break on the weekend. So five times a week at 7 a.m. That's my time trigger. Okay, my habit frequency is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five times a week. That's the habit frequency. My time trigger is 7 a.m., and the start date was January 4th of 2021. And my streak target is the next 12 weeks. Okay, so I, I've almost hit that. And um, at the time of this podcast, I'm well beyond uh, on track to read 15 books. I'm already ahead of schedule because I've made this habit a part of my everyday life. Well, at least five days of my life out of seven. So again, read for 30 minutes in my living room or in the car, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
at 7 a.m. starting January 4th for the next 12 weeks. And uh, I got to tell you, there's usually I'm going beyond that 30 minutes because I'm just loving it and I'm learning something new. And it's just, again, the compound effect of that. You go back and listen to episode 36. We talked about that. This is part of my rise and grind routine each morning. It's the learning component. And if you don't know what that is all about, you really need to go back and listen to that episode. Okay, so now by doing this habit, not only will I establish a pretty great habit, but I'm also no doubt going to accomplish my achievement goal as well. And that, my friends, is exciting. And that's a beautiful pathway to your greatest year yet. Just imagine for a second. Just imagine if you just did this in like two to three domain areas for this year. Imagine if you didn't try and overdo it and do all 10 this year, okay? What if you just took two to three areas that maybe you really want to up your game in and become better in? What if you just took two to three, you sat down and you started to think about an achievement goal or a habit goal in that area and you stuck with it? This very well could become your greatest year yet. Seriously, I I actually believe you're just a few smarter goals away from this being your greatest year yet. There's only one question that actually remains, and that is this. When will you take action? You see, the longer you wait, the more likely you won't. Let me say it again. The longer you wait, the more likely you won't. So why not pull out your calendar right now and schedule, okay? Or when you get done this walk or this drive or when you can, why not schedule 30 to 60 minutes before the end of this week and sit down and actually give this some more thought and consideration. I, I'm, I'm telling you, the compound effects of this, if you want to continue growing and learning as a leader, you are just a few smarter goals away from this being your greatest year yet. I promise you that. So let's, let's end by giving you some resources, as I promised back in par- part one. So here's a few books I highly recommend that I've read over the last year or so that have just completely been game changers for me in area of bettering myself and self-improvement, goal setting, rise and grind routine, uh, some things that I've referred to in various podcasts over the last little while. First one, 5am club by Robert Sharma. Okay. You need to look that up. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, rise and grind routine, some of the things that I pulled from that book are now a part of my early morning rise and grind routine. I get up at 5 a.m. every day and I am absolutely loving it. Never would have dreamt I'd say that at some point in my life, but I love getting up. I wouldn't change it for the world. 5 a.m. club. Robert Sharma. Your best year ever is by Michael Hyatt, a book he's recently written and it's all about goal setting and all of that. And so much of what I've pulled in this episode and given you today is a brief synopsis out of his book. And then I've added a few of my own thoughts and things that have worked well for me too in this episode, but uh, it's a great read. Uh, Highly encourage that. Um, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's a book I read a couple of years ago and I still go back to and refer to it um, it's just powerful. The, the truths of that book have just helped me immensely in my own leadership, my own life. And then Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, I really, uh, I can't recommend that book enough. And, and so, uh, I just really, really encourage you to, to go and read any of those books, all of those books. Another one I'm reading right now, just started the other day at the time I'm recording this podcast anyways, is Mindset by Carol Dweck. And uh, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's also a game changer. And uh, I referred to a bit out of that in this episode too. So 
before you go, remember that goal a couple of years ago that I that I, I said I had to read more books? Well, that's no longer a goal of mine. Now I've learned that that's actually a horrible way to articulate my goal because it's not measurable, it's not specific, there's no deadline, um, and it, it's just that was a poor goal. And so I think you can now see after listening to this episode that there's a way better format for actually developing some goal setting that works. And here's why. Because I really want this to be your greatest year yet. I don't want you to get to the end of this year and have another year where you look back and you regret letting go of some of your goals. Remember, ambition minus implementation equals ridiculous delusion. So stop be being a disillusioned leader and go out and start implementing what we've talked about in these past two episodes I don't know what you're waiting for. Why not do it today? Well, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Again, it's really been designed to help develop healthy leaders because your leadership really does matter. So if you've enjoyed this, I just encourage you, go share it on your social media. Hit me up on my social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I don't actually look at Twitter a whole lot anymore these days, but Instagram I still do. So hit me up with a direct message. It's at PJ's Jam is my handle. And tell me how you're implementing some of these things into your own personal life and your leadership. I'd love to know how this podcast is helping you. And please, if it is, go ahead and share it with somebody else. Don't hoard it to yourself. Share it. Go ahead and like us on any uh, of the, uh, the podcast platforms where you find your podcast. Leave a review. That just helps spread the word. Hey, thanks so much for giving some serious time of your day today to listen in to this episode. Until next time, remember, your leadership really does matter. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.